I'm Tina Black, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, a six-month business and leadership course to help you start, maintain, grow, or scale your salon business. We believe there are five strategies to help you eliminate politics and confusion, increase morale, decrease turnover, and increase productivity. If you would like to get on our waiting list for the next course, please go to www.nextlevelsalonleadership.com. Michael, let's start out with that. So because I've been working, Sean and I work with a lot of salon owners. We have one right now. Uh, she's super frustrated. She doesn't know if she really wants to keep her salon. And I think I think we've come to kind of a point in, um, in the seasons of life, right? We're in 2022 and in the salon business, it's been rough the last few years. Well, kid you not. And so how do, how does one know that they should sell their salon business and why did you, uh, first and foremost, and what advice do you give to people for this? Well, I think probably the first thing that I would have to say is understanding and finding joy in your life is probably the number one most important thing. And as a salon owner, I built my dream salon. I set a goal to be a million dollar salon. In 2019, we had a fully packed, high spirited, motivated salon team. We were cranking it. We hit our goal of being a million dollar salon. Woo, it was great. And then this thing called COVID got into our lives as it did for so many salons and salon owners. And at that stage of the game, I think that the salon team that were the senior team members who had gone through our career path at Michael's Diplomacy Experience, they created you know, our salon, our culture, our team. They were in it to win it. They were knocking it out of the park, their retail sales, their pre-booking scores. They were just incredible. Uh, talented people. Uh, and through the quarantine, I think they really just started to uh, look at their lives a little differently. Uh, they thought, I believe in their thoughts and minds and heads that, you know, why am I working so hard to, you know, struggle to make the salon success when maybe I should just do it on my own. So, like many salon owners have endured at some stage of their uh, existence, uh, people have a tendency to go away. And when that started to happen, and we always think that it's never gonna happen to us, but when that does start to happen, you kind of think, okay, well, I'm gonna push through, I can survive through this, and we did. Uh, but it's interesting that once the process starts to happen, uh, other team members kind of see, gosh, this might be a different avenue for me to look at behind the chair. I've built my clientele. Maybe I can look at uh, life behind the chair a little differently. Although it's not for everybody because there are so many talented individuals that want to come to the salon, do their salon guests, make great money, great tips, and not worry about 
inventory or restocking or making sure there's enough back bar or making sure there's enough clients coming through the door, et cetera. And they will continue to stay and be the commission stylists so that they can literally walk in, do hair, clock out, go home, enjoy their family, friends, and enjoy life. For us, it got to a point where we were kind of struggling along, uh, didn't know where the next experienced stylist was gonna come from. I know there's a lot of salon owners and some that I'm even coaching through inspiring champions that are kind of having the same difficulty of finding the, the next talent to come in and uh, occupy a chair. There are um, some that are uh, moving into growing their own and taking them from uh, cosmetology schools. For me, it's Paul Mitchell, the school. It always has been, it always will be. It was that kind of uh, career path. I'd go into the school, I'd target these kids, I'd bring them in, we'd grow our own. And that's really how we built our culture. And I'm privileged and I'm honored that my senior staff members, those, those kids, you know, they're, they're on their own. Uh, I'm proud of them because they had the courage to do it. I remember being that guy myself 25 years ago when I left a big salon and, and ventured on my own. So I can only have respect for them, but at the same time, it's hard to not take it personal. So when that all happened, it was now it's probably time to shift the mode. What does that look like? At one point, I wasn't quite sure you know, gosh, as we struggle to um, make payroll, as we struggle to see if we can make sure that the rent is paid in this large 3,400 square foot salon, uh, I really say that I was blessed and I was given a gift. And that gift was Ryan Halo because she wasn't looking to buy a salon. I wasn't looking to sell my salon. We came together and had a conversation and the conversation led to a luncheon Luncheon led into more conversations and dinner out and really just seeing that our businesses ran so parallel together that this could be an opportunity for her. It could be an opportunity for me. It could be an opportunity for her salon team and it could be an opportunity for our salon team. So we kind of came to the conclusion that she wasn't I think she just really wanted to have a South Tampa location. And for me, uh, being 40 years in the industry, being uh, at the age of 60 years old, what does it look, what does the next 30 years of my life look like? It was like, wow, I wanna sit back, chillax, and you know, enjoy the rest of my life. What does that look like? Doing some hair behind the chair because it's my true love and it's what I'm always gonna do. But the worry of being a salon owner was getting to a point where it was getting to be a little too much for me. When you can't sleep at night, you think about what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Then it's time to go, let's reassess. Let's take a look and see what we can do. Uh, if anybody's in that situation currently, mm -hmm. the things that I would tell you that you need to have is bookkeeper or CPA, the financial expert, because not for nothing, I'm a hairdresser and I'm not that guy. Uh, financial expert, uh, looking at your profit and loss statement, 
are you profitable? If you're profitable, now you do have a business that you're able to sell. If you're not profitable, now you have a bunch of assets. And those assets, again, are going to be the price tag. In that price tag is going to be the clientele that you're going to be sending along with it, as well as any salon team members that are doing those clients. Being able to secure the salon team, if you do have members of the salon team that are going to be going with this transition, mm -hmm. as ours did, uh, based upon the way we presented it, because again, it was all about the opportunity for growth and something new. And that's what uh, the salon team got excited about. They were looking at new products, new services, just kind of a different shift of even somebody younger coming in and being a part of who they are with social media and all of those things that go with where we are today and today's salon industry. And I think that would probably be the biggest uh, thing I would have a salon owner really look at, as well as an attorney that's going to be on your side to decide the agreement as to like what that looks like in the bill of sale. Yeah, for sure. I love it. It's great advice. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there right now just trying to decide, you know, and I love that you, you brought it back to understanding and finding your joy and you weren't feeling that joy in that moment. And you said, okay, I've got to make a shift right now. And I love that so much. And, you know, I do want to talk about, cause you mentioned something, and I think this is really, really important, you know, cause we do train a lot of salon owners about how to train their team on business too at the same time so that they understand, you know, cause I know our team understands the difference of being a solopreneur versus being a business owner. And, and a funny thing, Michael, I had two students that came to me that said, Hey, we want to open our own salon suite and right out of school. And I said, okay, well, let's think about this. And so I, I, you know, get, gathered a bunch of questions to them, Michael, of things that they needed to look into first. And you know, when it was all said and done, and I think they would have pulled the trigger like way too fast because of emotions. But when it was all said and done, when they looked at it, they said, you know what? We don't want to be solopreneurs. We want to be business owners. And so it really came down to that. Like, is that really what you want to do? Like, do you want to do hair for the rest of your life? And like you said, run your business at the same time, basically working alone, right? Because we're talking about a salon suite that's not a salon. And, and you know, and you know, as well as I know, you could probably find space that's bigger for less rent than a salon suite too. Of course, you got to put up the money to put the, you know, put the whole thing together. But can you talk to business owners as well as stylists right now of how they know to make the right decision for them and, and to not like jump the gun on emotions, right? It's kind of like buying a car. You know, you got to really look at all the different, you know, opportunities here before you go buy a car, you know, don't just, you know, jump in and buy it because you're so excited, you know, having something new. Can you talk a little bit about advice that you give? Sure. So um, what I love about being a part of Inspiring Champions is that it's all focused on business and it's about those strategies that you have in place that will decide whether or not you have the ideal business model. So we actually have a tool, it's called the ideal business model. And 
What I love about it is that it's a worksheet and it's a program that we take um, all of our uh, clients through that has them realize whether you're an owner or a technician behind the chair and how many ideal days do you want to work behind the chair as an owner as a technician uh, for so many salon owners who work behind the chair this is vital because we know for those owners out there who are trying to run a business trying to train their team trying to do clientele behind the chair it's a uh, 80 hour work week and yeah. you kill yourself. So you have no time for family. You have no time for fun. The joys of your life, if you can, you're, you're opening the salon, you're working in it all day long. You're dealing with salon guests that either love their hair or maybe don't like their hair so much. And then being able to close it at the end of the day and then go to the bank and put the money in. And then on the way to the salon the next day, be able to stop at the beauty supply to pick up the supplies and make the order and so many things. So the ideal business model determines the ideal amount of days you want to work behind the chair, the hours you want to work behind the chair, how many days you want to work on your business. And through this process, really having a target of how much money do you want to work as a technician? What is the service dollars and retail dollars and gold that you want to create? Mm -hmm. If you're a young kid who doesn't have a clientele and coming out of school, well, straight away, there is no clientele. So if you're really uh, solo all by yourself, uh, do you know how much inventory to carry? Do you know uh, how many uh, guests you need to do in a day in order to pay all of the expenses because we've got this thing it's called you know uh, revenue in right and expenses out it's called right. profit loss you know right. and without that information and that knowledge you don't know what you're doing you're just going by oh maybe I'll do some salon guests I'll you know take all the money but oh by the way now I've got to create all of these expenses so the ideal business model helps to support that. And we've coached people through it and they really had a lot of realization and they've had to make some tough decisions as to, okay, I wanna work on my business two days a week and behind the chair three days of work and I wanna keep it to a 40 hour work week. Or I wanna work behind the chair one day a week and I wanna work on my business four days a week. Or as a technician, I wanna work three days a week. And in that three days a week, I wanna create, I wanna have a thousand dollar week. Great, now we just have to do the math. And once you start having the strategy and the understanding of what to do behind the chair and what is gonna fulfill your dreams the most, now you have a plan, you have a strategy. And for those new talent right out of school, you know, I'd focus on a referral program and having the perfect consultation more than anything. It's about getting the hair right. And it's about having the relationship with the salon guest. You know, it's funny, um, as I've worked with so much 
youth, uh, and for those veterans out there, they know. Uh, yeah, a salon guest is a very interesting individual. We're taking their emotions and doing their hair and having to not just listen, but to really understand what it is that they're saying. And sometimes blonde can mean so many different things <laughs> that without the experience of asking more questions and digging deeper, you know, those young talent, they're, they're just trying to get it right the first go around. So, you know, get more education, uh, build more relationships. When you get to a point of being 85% booked, well, now you can make a, you know, in that uh, real hours of productivity in a week, if you're booked 85% of the time, well, now you can look at your business differently. And we're talking, that's probably uh, a good quarter, three months, right? Being booked 85%, three months in a row. Well, now you're in a place where, oh, I can now raise my price because raising a price just doesn't come uh, emotionally like oh I think it's time to raise my price it comes with strategize and the numbers will never lie so again more strategies in the business that you know as a business coach we can help them with that but for that new talent I say get the education uh, understand build the clientele get them to where you need them and then have the conversation with your salon owner. First and foremost, let them know what your plans and your dreams and your strategy is. And if you wanna be a salon owner, let them know that straight up front. For you salon owners, gosh, rather than open another salon, maybe you need to open some place where, well, currently you're paying them, but at some point, if you owned a sweet type salon, then eventually, they move into there and then they pay you. Because to me, that sounds like a better strategy. I'll pay you. Then at some point, you're going to want to grow and leave. So let me provide you that place. And then you can pay me. To me, that sounds like a win-win situation because we never know how long they're going to stay. If you can get five years as a salon, I mean, I was fortunate. I had one for 10. Uh, past that, you know, that's a, that's a unique thing in our industry, you know, okay. and again, we're kind of seeing the industry shift and change. So, so many um, independent want to be independent. So, you know, that's, it's definitely something that's happening within our industry. So, you know, salon owners could even think about that hybrid kind of uh, business model. Right. There's, Mm -hmm. got to open the mind a little bit. You know, it's like what I want to tell a salon owner is free your mind, free your mind, get out of the, what you've always done yeah. and Good. open it up a little bit. What if, what if, what if there could be more opportunities, especially if you're finding your business going through a little bit of a struggle for sure. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. And if you loved this podcast, jump on over to our YouTube page to hear the full hour-long interview. You can find us at Next Level Salon Leadership.